I'd like to take a moment here, if you don't mind, Chris. It's your show, Rich. I appreciate you saying yeah, that. Yeah, no problem. This is the Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you make of a 17-game schedule? I thought go woke, go broke was the saying. I thought that, like, <laughs> I thought we weren't going to make any more money as a league uh, because players were speaking out. Earlier on the show, sports media personality, John Boy. Coming up, golf swing coach, Chris. Chris Cuomo, star of Universal Pictures film Nobody, Bob Odenkirk, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Lots lots going on in the world as opening day is about to hit on Major League Baseball uh, with the Yankees and the Blue Jays getting things started. That's the one thing about opening day that, you know, I don't. I, I, I know baseball's been trying to figure out how to make opening day really special, if you will. Remember, they started doing some international games, which I thought was a ridiculous was concept. Was good, yeah. You have to have it on soil. Remember, baseball opening day always was... On a Monday. Well, it always was opening day was the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds right. had the first game, and that's it. And then they started putting it all over the place. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe the Dodgers, did they take a page out of, out of the NFL where... The World Series cool. champs from last year get a game. It's just one night game, one game on ESPN. Um, I would be super you know, into that idea. You know, a night, a night game yeah, on ESPN. That's a great idea. Let's go on Fox. Yep. Not to you know make uh, make Joe Buck you know we'll work get even. work again, but <laughs> I mean you know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Yeah. Like you put it on Fox, the whole country's tuned in. It's you see them get their rings, which would be something else. Yep. And then we let's play ball. And then the next day, everyone else. And then the next day, everyone else. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I mean, and then you put it in a spot where you know, if you're lucky, that it's not going to get rained out or anything's going on. So um, another piece of news that uh, I'd like to discuss. We did not hit in the first hour of our show. We did talk to John Boy of John Boy Media about opening day. We're going to talk a little golf with Chris Como coming up. And then Bob Odenkirk, the star of the new film, Nobody. And of course, he is Saul Goodman of Better Call Saul fame. But Roy Williams is retiring after 33 seasons as a head coach in NCAA basketball. And that leaves, one would say, a plum job wide open. You know, I, 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 only, I, only, I only, you know, uh, Roy's been on this show. I think we had him on after the passing of Stuart Scott to talk about that. And Stu loved the man, and obviously he was a big North Carolina guy. And then for Roy, you know, to get his make his mark in Kansas, and then come back and, in a way, save the program uh, as it was, um, you know, spinning its wheels in the few iterations after Dean Smith, and um, and so he got. North Carolina back on championship footing, and that footing has slipped a bit lately, and he is retiring. The question is, is who takes the job? Big-time big job, man. I, I am, I'm hearing, uh, I'm seeing so, some names on, on Twitter. One of them is Hubert Davis. Oh, okay. And Al- alumni? You, you, yeah. I mean, again, that's the way people are going. I think Michigan started showing this thing. Obviously, Georgetown went with Patrick Ewing. I mean, it's nothing... You know, new, you know, Patrick Ewing in Georgetown, Chris Mullen wound up at St. John, you know, at St. John's. And, you know, we could go on and on and on. Um, So 
It makes sense, Hubert Davis. Why do I keep hearing the name Brad Stevens for college jobs? You know, the Butler coach who has been dynamite in Boston. And he said he's not, his name was associated with the Indiana job that went to Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson, that was kind of out of nowhere. Well, even though he's an alum too, he, he played on the '76. He's an alum, and what 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 people had a problem with that in Indiana is that Mike Woodson's never been a college coach, and now the transfer portal this year is going to be insane. I mean, with the extra year of eligibility yeah. that has been afforded players because of COVID nineteen, right. that you know you need to know what college basketball is all about, and Jawan clearly knows what college basketball is all about, even though he's a head coach in college basketball. Then he got someone like Phil Martelli to sit on the bench with him. I think well, the Brad's, Brad, what, I, what is it? Is it because the Celtics are, are, are not, you know? Ever, I think, yes. I think they, that has to, a lot to do with it. championship quality year in and year out right now? No, I, I think a lot of it has to do with this season in particular. You know, Brad's done a good job getting this team um, to the Eastern Finals a few years. Battled through some big-time injuries. Of course, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were out, and they went on a run anyway. And then this year, there were all kinds of expectations. With Tatum and Brown expected to make a big leap, Kemba coming back healthy, and it has been a disaster. It's been terrible. They've looked in, uninterested. They've looked coasting at times, can't rebound, um, lackadaisical clutch play. You know, can't make a clutch play, and we're five hundred. And we just got beat again last night by Dallas. And so I think because of that, people might think, oh, you know, maybe Brad's looking for a way out. Let's dangle some of these big jobs, Indiana, North Carolina, and see if he'll bite. I don't think he's going he to. Said he's, I, he loves it up there. His kids love it up there. He, I would be he called stunned a, if he He left. called himself a masshole. But, which I appreciate. I know. He talks the but language. He, he speaks the language now. And I hope Brad's the coach in Boston forever. But eh, things can go sideways pretty quickly, yeah, as but we've I, seen. I, I don't so. know. I, I know I said this. Like, Why would you want to, want to take a, a, a job in the NBA? when he's got it made in the shade already right there on his campus and what have you. And, you know, and, but why, you know, I, I, I don't see anybody leaving the NBA to yeah, go to college know, like ever, ever again. I mean, no, John Calipari did it. Well, Calipari went from the NBA back to college because he's a, he's a college coach. I mean, yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, why would somebody who has made it in the NBA, which Stevens yeah. has more than Calipari Absolutely. did. Right? So he goes, yeah, yeah. why would you go back? I, I, I don't understand. Especially like, kind of like what we were talking about pre-show. You got to go back and you got to deal with the shoe companies and the AAU coaches and the parents, transfer portal and the recruiting. And why would you do that? Why would you put yourself through all of that? I don't again? know. For what North Carolina? I mean, is he, does he have any connection? Exactly, that he has no connection to. By the way, though, if you're going to make that move, then going to a North Carolina is one of the few places I could see no, somebody I, wanting yeah, to do that. Totally. It I, would I, have I, to yeah, be a school absolutely. of that stature. I mean, they're the top five all time yeah. for college basketball. I so get it, like, but uh, also uh, you have to realize these schools that you know, like with Jawan and Patrick, they want. I think they want that sense of like pride of like this is our alma mater we have traditions right, we right, want to right, teach right. these traditions to the next generation and who better than someone who's come through our ranks so. and that's kind of a name that you're seeing trending right now jerry stackhouse for the unc job i think you're basically gonna see guys 
who were successful at their alma maters and who have some sort of acumen on this, although not, you know, not pounding the pavement and paying all your dues and all of that stuff, but, you know, going from small ball up to a certain, you know, level, I, I, I think you're going to see more and more of this. I'm sorry, think, you said you do think no, so? No, I do think so. I do think you're going to see more and more of, like, where Stackhouse coached. I, I, I just don't know that off the top of my head. I think he was coaching in the G League. That's I all you need. Believe. Yeah, I mean, Go he's definitely it. been on a, I Go think for been on an NBA bench as well. And plus, you need to have somebody. And that was the problem with Mike Woodson's hiring. Who who came on? Uh, was oh, Weber sorry. Yesterday? Jerry Stackhouse is a Vanderbilt yeah, coach. He's... Okay. So, Done. Honestly, I mean, especially since it was Weber who came on the show yesterday and said, is Mike Woodson going to hire somebody who's going to tell the players what he used to be? Jawan could just stroll in and say, this is who I am. This is who I was, and you know who I was. You you idolized me growing up. Stackhouse is a name I think a lot of players would know in North Carolina. I don't know. Look, all, all I'm saying is, I don't think Brad Stevens is leaving the Celtics. No, I don't think so either. For Probably. for North Carolina basketball, that would be a shocker to me. Big time, big time shock. You know, uh, another item uh, up for bids here on our Rich Eisen show. Price is right. Um, <laughs> is is to who's going to come on down for the San Francisco 49ers third overall? You're already beginning to see what Daniel Jeremiah told us first blush the Monday after last Friday's trade of Palooza that. Um, you're already seeing more the consensus building around Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, and Mac Jones three. Goodness gracious. Mac Jones at three. Are you, are we, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, you know. So put it all together, that would leave Justin Fields for the Falcons at four. Or Trey Lance. If they go Trey Lance small school over Justin Fields' homegrown talent in Atlanta, that would be a shocker to me. From the Ohio State, dropping dimes against Clemson, yeah. running a, a, a 4-4 at the Combine, that would, be shocker. that would be a shocker to me, which would leave, if this all happens, plays out like this, Let's just sit here and say that. Let's do it. It's Trey Lance at four, leaving Justin Fields sitting out there at five with the Bengals on the clock. And the Bengals have a shot at trading out for somebody who is freaking out that this person's available because this is going to happen. The numbers say... The Bengals are sitting there at five and have the opportunity to take, to take Jamar Chase and hook him up with his old college quarterback at five. And the name of Trey Lance or Justin Fields is available. Who wants him? And if you're the Bengals, do you move down to eight? Okay. Do you move down to eight in order to do that? 
and you don't get Jamar Chase and you don't get Kyle Pitts, but you get more picks down in the future. I really think and take what Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. Correct. One of those slots, yeah. Because Miami's going to take whoever you whoever you, know. you don't. Right, right. You, assume, yeah. you get whoever Miami doesn't. Take. And this is why Miami might have traded up. You know, obviously six is fine with them, and they got the Eagles partner or what have you. But six is fine with them to sit there. Yeah, because Miami is going to be happy with whoever falls to them, whether it's Chase Smith or Waddle. That they could have a choice potentially between Pitts or Chase. Ooh. I never thought I would ever say that there's five quarterbacks that are first round first round grades that could go in consecutive order but there are so many teams that are quarterback needy if carolina is one of them and they trade up to cincinnati and offer them the proverbial offer they can't refuse to the point where cincinnati looks to joe burrow and says you're our guy Thanks for rehabbing all you want. Yeah. We had a chance at hooking you up with Jamar Chase, but what's best for the franchise is to build more around you, and we had to trade out. If it's not Lance or Fields, if it does wind up being Mac Jones, because we're just all assuming that's who... The Niners want. Does somebody come up and trade for Mac Jones at five? There's always one quarterback that we think is the total package, certainly in the mind's eye of somebody's Mm -hmm. thought process, and just isn't and just drops. Happens every Happens every every year. year. And Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, Interestingly enough, one of those quarterbacks was named Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in Philadelphia when the Saints traded up into the first round, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this is for Lamar. That was in Dallas, Rich. Was that in Dallas? That in Dallas, yeah. Okay. That's right, in Dallas, right? Yeah. Not in Philadelphia. Yeah, in 2018. Dallas. My bad. It's, I thought it was for Lamar. Lamar was going to go to that's New what Orleans. All, that's what we all thought. And he dropped all the way damn near out of the first round. And then the Ravens pop back. I, I, I'm just, I, I am just sitting here laying out for everybody how this is all working and what machinations could be working up behind the scenes right now for any more draft positioning. Because if one of these quarterbacks drops, let's just say, or the Bengals, it would be so Bengals of the Bengals <laughs> No, and, and I, 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 I would say this because, because they are – it's whatever Mike Brown kind of thinks is the right thing to do, and you can never predict it, Yeah, ever predict it. And so I'm, I'm not saying it's when you say the Bengals are going to bengal that, that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that they're unpredictable when I say that. They could just say, screw it, we're taking Jamar Chase, and I know you want us to move down to eight, but we love Jamar Chase. Our coach loves Jamar Chase. Our quarterback loves Jamar Chase. We're taking him. That's it. That's it. And we think he is so much better than Waddle or Smith or name anybody else. And then the Dolphins sit there at six and say, yeah, we moved around to this point to get back up to six. 
because we wanted Kyle Pitts or we wanted Jamar Chase, we're taking him. And the Lions are now sitting there at seven with the possibility of one of these quarterbacks being on the board. And they can now maneuver around the draft board because you know the fifth quarterback is not getting past Carolina. I would think. Even though I just said something with certainty by saying I know and then... (laughs) I think... But Rich, also, this is the way the top 10 is looking right here on April 1st. And this is not an April Fool's Day. This is the way it looks now that we have hit draft month. That, what is it, Todd McShay had Mac Jones? So Todd McShay came out with his latest mock draft this morning, and that's kind of what got this going. What do you got for me on McShay's mock draft? So McShay has the top two quarterbacks, one and two. He has uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Then at number three, he has Mac Jones going to the 49ers. Okay, so he is in lockstep with Daniel Jeremiah and what he a lot is. of other people yeah. are thinking. And then number four, he has Atlanta taking Kyle Pitts. Wow. So Atlanta says, we're going to get this highly talented tight end. And we'll figure, and out, we'll the, figure out the quarterback stuff later I on. I mean, we still believe in Matt Ryan, and but right. we'll just let it, let it go for another year. And then so it's Julio when he's healthy and Calvin Ridley. Cool. And, and this guy Pitts, oh my god! And Pitts, and then whoever they trot out a running back because Todd Gurley's not not signed, right? And then at number five, he has the Bengals taking Jamar Chase. Yeah, I, I I I truly believe that. I truly, I, I, although I just don't know if this is mock draft where he doesn't factor in trades. He's or not really like factoring that. in trades. And then he has Devonta Smith to the Dolphins. And then he has Carolina. Oh, he does have a trade. He has Carolina moving up one slot to the Lions to take to a the Lions to take Trey Lance. Yeah, that they 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 can't. I don't know how they can sit there and that would take some serious brave heart holding to sit there at eight and just and just, and just say and, that, that someone's going to drop emoji hands and just oh. hope. thinking that thinking yeah. that somebody in the that Detroit. So right now, I I kind of. Look, Todd's got his ear to the ground. I kind of like the fact that the Lions don't pick where they're picking because I always think that there's going to be a quarterback who drops. I would be stunned if there's first five picks are all quarterbacks. I really, really, really would. I really, really would. That there's always a quarterback that we think is so great because we heard about it. We saw their pro day. We've read all the articles. We've read all the periodicals and all of the – blogs and and they're so good and there's always one who drops yeah. so i'm just gonna i i kind of like the fact that the lions aren't picking where they're picking because the carolina cannot sit tight and let and just roll the dice and think that somebody's not going to pop up out of nowhere because everybody everybody knows carolina wants to choose one right so if you want him, you got to go up and get him so i i kind of like that I also I, would I, be I just pretty don't know surprised. how atlanta i don't know how atlanta passes up on yeah. the successor to yeah. matt ryan he's He's so damn expensive. I also would be pretty surprised if there's not another trade in the top five or six. Like someone going to four to get one of these guys. We're talking to Greg Cosell first up tomorrow, by the way. Oh, okay, great. Um, So I want to get his thoughts on all of these guys because he he might be sitting here. I will ask him which one does he think is going to drop because because he's not all that. I'm just further reading. I didn't really get past the top ten, but McShay has at 11 – New England trading up with the Giants to take Justin Fields. Okay. So he pegs Justin Fields as the guy, the kid who's going to drop. Yeah. Okay. By the way, and I, I kind of like um, I kind of like the the fact with the Giants because, you know, they're 
that makes sense that there is some connective tissue that there are some teams that do talk to other teams and yeah. and obviously any team could call any team and make a trade offer but you know Belichick and Joe no, Judge well, I mean Joe Judge I think coach? is the yeah, coach yeah, yeah. there in New York because Belichick who has got nothing but respect for the Giants and vice versa said let's uh you know maybe you want to take a look see at this guy you want something out there? Well, I'm just thinking you were talking about the Bengals and, you know, they've got Joe Burrow and I guess we're looking at him as he is the franchise quarterback. Uh-huh. So Penny Sewell's out there. Why wouldn't they you get someone to protect to him? Protect him. You're going I, to be I able just to find out where, where does he where does McShay have him? The, the tackle Let's from Oregon. I, I just I, I, I'm hearing he's not like he's not that. He's a great prospect. He's but not he's Orlando not, Pace. He has been, right. okay. Yeah, he has been okay. dropping in the so last few months. McShay has him 13 to the Chargers. Okay. Okay. By the way, protect it. Protect the precious man. His <laughs> <laughs> old teammate. By the way, about That's and, true. Uh, just one thing here, and I'll, I'll, I will, um, precious. I will, I will, you know, I, I will take the moment to kind of pat myself on the back, but this. This kind of did get a little bit of run a few weeks ago where you just asked me point blank, straight oh, yeah. up Watson straight for up. for Justin Herbert, who this says was, no. This was before I know that. I, I spat back at you, Chargers, yeah. without stuttering, yeah. but I, I think I'm... You're now proven. Can we run that as his nickname, though? Can the we... Precious? Precious. Well, I've, I've na- uh, uh, in my book, I nicknamed that the Vince Lombardi trophy. Oh, that is uh, the Precious. But just throw That's that good. on top of just the unfortunate burgeoning pile of nicknames that I've tried to make stick and have not. <laughs> don't stop believing, Rich. I will not. No, By you the way, should stop. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, don't no, stop believing. Everybody bro. understands that that the way I'm saying that I don't I think the Falcons are going to go quarterback has nothing it's nothing personal in the fact that Matt Ryan has steadfastly <laughs> refused to accept we're, the match we're pushing a full decade of him. Yeah. Are there any mats at Refusing. all in the draft? I need to prepare uh, for the draft. Let me see if there's all any. Right, we'll take a break. Chris Como can we come back? No, no first round mats. He knows he knows what's naturally talented or not. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. One of the top swing coaches in all of golf, Bryson DeChambeau, Jason Day, and more. We'll chat with Chris in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O. O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. On um, the Rich Eisen Show is one big happy simulcam, uh, simulcast family here on Peacock and this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate and also Sirius XM Channel 211. Um, is our next guest on the phone line, Chris Brockman? Yes, he is. He's one of the top golf instructors in all the land, and you can catch not one, not two, but three different pieces of content on Golf Pass. Thanks to him, golf swing coach Chris Como here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. Thanks, Rich. Doing good. Okay, first things first. I, I always ask the most hard-hitting questions first, okay? How many, how many people have uh, confused you with Chris Cuomo of CNN? How many times does that happen in your life? More, more of like jokes, like oh, Chris Cuomo and CNN. Um, no one's ever confused me, but uh, okay. but definitely, definitely have gotten the comments quite a few times. Yeah, like why, why, why would I want the guy on CNN helping me with my golf swing? Like that's, I don't know how many times that's happened to you, but yeah. okay, but not too many is what you're saying, pretty much. Yeah, okay. I, I've heard versions of that, but never actually someone confused me. But I've heard versions of of um, people jesting with me for sure. How did you get involved in this end of the business, Chris? How did that happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I took up golf late. I'm a first-generation golfer. A friend of mine uh, sort of took me golf when I was 16 and, and, and got a job at a driving range to sort of pay for my golf. Um, and pretty early on, um, just developed great relationships with a bunch of coaches and that were helping with my game, but just developed this, like, passion for, for just teaching and coaching in general. And when I graduated college, I kind of knew that was what I wanted to do and, and um, just very quickly just kind of jumped into it, traveled, traveled the country, worked for a bunch of different top coaches at their academies and, and just sort of confirmed my love and passion for it and just kept going with it. Um, so it's been 23 years or so now that I've been, been teaching, so it's been a lot of fun. And when was the first time you got fixed up with Bryson DeChambeau? How did that one come about, Chris? We've been friends for quite a while. He's, uh, you know, went to SMU, lived in the Dallas area. I've been in Dallas for 15 years. Um, we've just talked golfing quite a bit over the years, and then that relationship just evolved into where we started working on things, and it became more and more of a full-time thing. And um, we've been going, you know, full-time now for about two and a half years or so. So um, just a fun person to kind of try to figure things out with. Uber talented, obviously, works incredibly hard obviously, um, and just so curious. So uh, it's, it's just a great environment to see, you know, what sort of small edges can we find here and there in the game. So it's, it's uh, of all the things you just said, Chris Cuomo, the words working on things could probably be its own book. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so the, what are the things you're working on or that you worked on with Bryson DeChambeau? 
Chris? Oh, I mean, jeez. Oh, I mean, we can go down some crazy sort of rabbit holes when it comes to like. Give me the craziest things. rabbit hole you got, uh, Chris. Oh, what geez. do you got? Okay. So the, the biggest mystery in golf, right, is like where does a person's control of the golf ball come from? Um, why is it that an 18 handicapper can hit a hole in one-on-one shot, the next shot the ball goes out of bounds? It's maddening, right? Yes. But see, it's, it's maddening for uh, a professional golfer also. Why can someone play really well one week and miss a cut the next week? Um, so where does that air quotes repeatability of your golf shots come from that's sort of like one of the big questions in golf and golf instruction and you know bryson he's obsessed with that obviously he's like really into gaining distance so that's been a lot of fun we went down that rabbit hole but he's also really into this whole kind of um um, repeatability idea and you know we've come up with a couple things um you know one of them is basically he moves his body in a way where he you know gets pretty close to kind of hitting an end range of motion at certain parts where he can't, like, overshoot a spot. So it becomes less likely that he'll, for example, close the face too much. Um, so just kind of little things like that. I mean, we could have uh, probably a two-hour segment just on this topic. Yes. But um, just at the end of the day, where does that sort of idea of consistency come from? Um, but then again, also, he went down this whole path of creating speed. So every part of the game, he, he, he's, he's just trying to figure out the whole Thing. Uh, it's pretty where, wild, actually. Where does the controversy come from, though? I mean, what, or, or do you scratch your head saying, why are people getting so uh, uptight about this whole thing here? You know, I mean, so wh- wh- where do you stand on that, Chris? The, dis- the distance side of it? I don't know. Just the fact that he, he I don't know, that, that I guess people think that he's just, you know, come up in a laboratory with something that, uh, it kind of, you know, is a cheat code in a way that he just does something so repeatable and he does it in a certain way that comes up, pisses people off. I don't know. Chris? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, people kind of people, I guess, in general, love to find someone to kind of like root against a bit, you know, but I mean, Bryson's got his supporters too. A lot of people appreciate kind of the uniqueness yes. he comes to the game with. Um, I mean, look, he, is he trying to find sort of edges and different ways to think about the game that have been thought about before to, to help him perform at the highest level? Sure. Does that sort of, um, um, you know, sort of like go against, you know, kind of traditionalist approach maybe at times? Um, definitely wouldn't call it a cheat code. I mean, there's probably no one who works harder at the game than he does on the PGA Tour. So, so I don't think anybody can accuse him of taking a shortcut when it comes to work ethic. He's trying to work his way into um, just, you know, possibly approaching it slightly different and, and hopefully becoming, you know, the best player in the world by doing so. Chris Como here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last one for you on Bryson. Um, what did you think of uh, the sixth hole at Bay Hill a couple weeks ago where he just said that big, large mass of water, screw it, I'm just going to hit it straight over it. What did you think of that one? That was Chris. fun, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I think I was, that was a wild. I, I think it was just is one of those things where there's obviously tremendous risk to it, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of upside. And part of the upside was just sort of like the entertainment value. I mean, how fun was that to watch for him to actually pull that off? Um, so this is where, you know, I think his approach to the game is, and this is why people are, are watching, because it's fundamentally entertaining. He's trying to do things differently. And we, we kind of joke around a lot, you know, with some of this newfound distance and, and some of the ways that we try to look at things slightly different. It's almost like he's trying to play golden tea out there, right? Take sort of yeah. like the, kind of like the magic secret line that you wouldn't otherwise, you know, sort of see that you had to have like special knowledge to sort of take, whatever. So, you know, trying to turn it into almost like, you know, a video game of sorts, which again, may piss some people off, but um, it's rooted in 
a really strong work ethic, so I would encourage people to not be pissed off about it, but, but you know, appreciate kind of the way he's going about it. So technically, what's the trackball? Is it his hips movement or his big-ass biceps? Or what, what, what's the trackball in the golden tee of DeChambeau? <laughs> Chris, what is that? Yeah, probably his forearms and his, <laughs> his He's got some pretty strong arms, and that, at the end of the day, that's that's how you're applying force to the club is, is through your hands and your body's you know helping to kind of amplify that. But he's got he's got great hands, great great really strong forearms, uh, helps him control the face, create a lot of club and speed. So I would say that's the the track ball. Okay, we're making that analogy. The track ball right here, <laughs> uh, Chris Cromo, Chris Como here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you're at a golf galaxy in the great state of Texas right now. What what's going on where you are? Because I know. That's part of the reason why you want to come on this show, other than have a great, fun conversation. Uh, yeah. what, what's going on with that, Chris? Yeah, they've done a great job. I came in here they just, to really see how they've renovated the store, um, completely revamped their whole teaching, club fitting program. They've done a really nice job of hiring some, some LPGA, PGA professionals to help someone improve their game, have a club fitting staff. Um, obviously, you know, got a great selection of actual equipment. So I'm really impressed with what they've done to put together a nice sort of game improvement kind of package under under one roof. And you have not one, not two, but three, as I mentioned, pieces of content on Golf Pass, which we talk a lot about here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Uh, Como Concepts, Swing Expedition with Chris Como, and My Daily Routine. Let me, let me ask you this question, Chris. When you mentioned an 18 handicapper, who can hit a hole in one on one swing and then spray it all over the place on the next. Uh, I'm, I'm the latter. I've never done the former. I'm the latter, um, you know, and I have, honestly, I have trouble concentrating. I, I go out on a golf course and I just love the, the atmosphere. I love the trees. I love the, you know, the, how beautiful everything is. I'm just not that guy who stands over the golf ball and goes through the same damn routine. What piece of advice would you have for a hacker who just has trouble just flat out concentrating and just loves going out there and hitting the that little white ball around? Yeah, I mean it depends, right? You just said you love it. So for, I do. for you, you for you I would I wouldn't say do anything different. You love it, right? At the end of the day the game's recreation for you. So if you love just kind of like sort of spacing out and looking at the trees and the animals, I mean that that's <laughs> a really worthy way to spend like your day like if you enjoy it so i wouldn't say do anything else now if you're to tell me i hate that i do that and i want to learn how to focus better i mean you know there's there's mental coaches i did a thing with a group called neural peak last week where they do brainwave training so there's all sorts of things you can do to help <laughs> i need brainwave training uh, i, I mean, didn't say you need it That's, i think you should stay like stay with what you're doing no, you but you're I, having fun. I, I i am having fun but i'd like to i you know i'd like to get down to the single digit you know i mean I, it just I I I have trouble with well, the repeatable swing. I don't yeah. have I don't have the traps like Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I hit the traps, unfortunately. You got to find a good coach. Maybe it's some swing stuff. I don't know. You're making the assumption that it's it's you enjoying your environment. I don't know if I'd make that assumption. I think you can enjoy your environment and maybe work on your game a little bit. Okay, so then I guess if is there is there a piece of advice that is. Um, translatable for every type of player there is to improve. Is there is there a magic bullet of one particular piece of advice, whether it is a s- setup, whether it is a suggestion to have a routine or something like that? What what might it be, Chris Como? It doesn't exist. There is no one magic bullet. You just got you got to find a person to partner with, a coach, and kind of go down that path. If there, if, I mean, you know, this game is tough, right? Anybody's played a game that this is like super, super challenging. Um, 
but um, you just got to find the right group to 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 partner with, the right team to partner with. What are you doing Saturday? <laughs> I'll be at Augusta. <laughs> oh wow, what a Did flex you, that is! Whoa! Oh gosh! No, 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 no! So, I'm not gonna fight. <laughs> I mean, Chris, if you don't want to do it, you could just say I don't want to do it. You don't just say I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna be in Augusta. Oh, yeah, like I have to call you out on that. All right. I mean, so 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 you're there. You're there. Oh, nice. That day, sorry. No, it's you okay. We're going to Bryson and Jason Day. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. that 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 works. That works. <laughs> so, uh, what is it like? What's a week like for you at Augusta, Chris? Um, Give that for me. Week like at Augusta. You know, flying on Saturday. Got to get COVID tested. Um, probably not do much on Saturday, and then just Sunday, just kind of typical. Just check out the course. Work on the game with people. Um, just sort of devise a game plan given what the the course is is allowing for that week, and then and then just just go. You know the the whistle goes on uh, the horn goes on Thursday, so just kind of go and see what happens. And and I'll be there for the players I coach in case um, we got to troubleshoot anything along the way. But um, hopefully not. Hopefully it's it's fairly smooth sailing and and, and people get in the, the middle of it and, and compete. And you know we'll see what happens Sunday evening. So who do you have in in the field this this summer? Uh, right. Bryson and Jason. All right, so <clears throat> that's why you don't have time for me. I get it, Chris. No worries. We'll just week? have to. How, can you wait a week? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I told right. you. I have trouble focusing. So, you know, <laughs> I'll just space out for another week. No problem. Hey, Chris, thanks for the call. Appreciate hey. it. Everyone should check out Chris um, on Golf Pass with three shows. Go- Como Concepts, Swing Expedition with Chris Como. And, and my and daily you, and routine. And coming out next week, actually, that, that specializes on distance. And we got Kyle Berkshire, Bryson DeChambeau, and a bunch of other sort of like distance experts who are going to be on that one. Okay. And then I would also I also see if for, you know, again, I was so impressed with what Golf Galaxy's done. So I would check out golfgalaxy.com. Um, they're doing a really good job with putting together a bunch of, of people to help on um, that whole game improvement process. So Safe travels to Augusta, Chris Como, and let's chat Thank on you. the other side of it. Thank you so much. You got it. That's Chris Como here on the Rich Eisen Show. The Valero Open, the Valero Texas Open. This is why I guess he's going to Augusta. He's got Jason Day and Bryson DeChambeau at the uh, Masters next week. The Valero Texas Open right before it. Check it out on NBC Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And there we go. Very good, Mike. Great job. Good job. Get that music out of there. I've got no shot at uh, Chris Como giving me a, a swing idea. I mean, at he's all. he's talking about like mental. Here's my problem. There like, are there are sometimes, and I I I don't like saying these things into a microphone because I don't want to have anybody else have the same problem. Okay, <laughs> it's sort of like somebody when they say have trouble sleeping. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, you know, I just yeah, because sorry, but don't have to be. I sometimes have a problem when the sun is behind me and the shadow is over my t-ball like my shadow distracts me i I can't focus the one thing that i remember seeing an article uh of dan marino missing the cut to try and get into a u.s open as an amateur okay and he tried and he came close but he was a few strokes away and he said at one point that he didn't think he had the concentration level required. And this is a guy 
who had the quickest release in the history of the NFL yep. and knew exactly where to deliver it because his concentration level required him to do it because someone was coming to tear his head off. <laughs> this guy said he didn't have the concentration level required for golf. And I'm didn't like, have wow. It. That's why I ask, I, I, is there some sort of, other than taking a shot of Novocaine to the head to turn your, your brain off, is there, yeah. is there such a way? I don't, I don't know. Let's take a break. When we come back, my, my guest this week on uh, Just Getting Started, my new podcast, I couldn't be more excited to tell you about it. And he's going to tell you something that maybe you're interested in about going to a sporting event this year. And then the first baseball opening day home run's been hit. Quite a story behind it as well. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable you will love it jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now you could save 50 percent. that's 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Only from the Rich Eisen. No, it's cheap right now. It's I mean, literally, it's I think it's like three, four ninety nine. It's super cheap. It's a great deal. Actually, it's inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. Better. Yes, I'm sorry. It's very back here on our radio show as well. Uh, Just talking about WrestleMania being coming to Peacock. I'm excited. Oh yeah, man! WrestleMania coming to Peacock. Uh, Not uh, not this weekend, but the weekend of four ten. You know, Rich, last WrestleMania, me and Gary V and a few of our friends, we did like a WrestleMania Zoom. If you want to jump in and hang out with us for a couple hours, so that's Masters Sunday during the day, and then WrestleMania at night. There you go. Let's go. And then the Rich Eisen show talking about it all the next day. Yeah, that's the that's. Oh, baby. I mean, that's my way of adding on to that. No, I think that's you, a great Richard, you mean you're going to let me talk WrestleMania on your show? It's our show, and yes, oh, TJ, man, of course. This is great. This is fantastic. Of course. Get ready. You're going to be our personal correspondent for it. Love the it. first home run of the Major League Baseball season has been hit. <laughs> the first home run of the 2021 Major League Baseball season has been hit, and it has been hit by Miggy Cabrera, famed Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers, uh, it's always great to have the, the name of the first home run hit in a Major League Baseball season. You can go back and you can look at it for year after year after year. I will say this. I'm not an expert on knowing everything about every first home run <laughs> that has been hit in Major League Baseball history for a season. Uh, I will say it's probably not the first one hit during uh, you know a, a thick 
snowfall, right? I'm right. imagining there's had to, you know, I remember there was an opening day. Andy Pettit pitched in Yankee Stadium and snow was falling. So I'm, 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 I'm imagining the first home run of a season has been hit in a thick, you know, uh, with snow falling down as it Miguel Cabrera did it. I think it's got to be the first, though, that the guy who hit it as snow was falling <laughs> could not see because of the snowfall that it had left the yard and slid into second base just in case. It's, it's amazing. Right? Actually, That video is everywhere right now. So he goes oppo. Correct. And it like kind of barely got out, maybe three, four rows deep. He can't see the ball. So he slides into second base. Slides into second base. Hustling. And then gets up, looks around, and then continues on with his (laughs) home run try. I just retweeted it at Rich Eisen Show. Check it out. It is amazing. So there you go. My new podcast, Just Getting Started, that's available on Westwood One. Uh, podcasts and where all podcasts can be acquired. Uh, as you know, I've been uh, very proud of this pod because it's different from anything else that I've really ever done. I mean, I've done other podcasts before, but the concept is, again, is that my guests who come on, I, I elicit stories from their origin. Everybody's started sometime, somewhere, and many of them get doors slammed in their faces or they have to just get started on something else. And with so many's lives being turned upside down by this pandemic, having to start something else. Uh, I wanted to elicit these stories and maybe something portable can be taken by you. If you're trying to get started on something new or you have an idea and you just don't have that spark and you need someone to give you that push, maybe this podcast can do it. So uh, I'm trying to get as many people from different walks of life as possible to sit down and tell their stories and this week, I, um, I have as a guest Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, as we all know, has been in front and center of telling the truth about this dreadful COVID-19 virus, still doing so. And, you know, I did elicit some stories about how he got started as an infectious disease expert. Um, and uh, the, some of the stories are incredible. But, of course, I spent some time on the here and now with him and asked him, these important questions about going to sporting events. What do you think of of sporting teams and sporting venues opening up indoor seating? The Miami Heat in particular have uh, come up with a concept of a, a vaccinated section, like a, a vaccinated section and a non-vaccinated section. Do you support that? Would you Are you f- fine with something like that or you're still concerned? You know, Rich, I, I don't like to pass judgment about being fine or not, because then it gets taken out of context, almost like I've made a recommendation for sure. the country. And and I don't want to get ahead of the CDC in their recommendations, but I can make some general statements. Sure. Uh, let's, let's take outdoor. I mean, I believe that, you know, every day we're getting two to three million people vaccinated. We already right now have over 40 million people are fully vaccinated in the country and 80 plus million have already received at least one vaccination. As we start getting into the spring and early summer, I believe you're going to start seeing in the outdoor ballparks of the the Major League Baseball, you're going to be seeing seating where you have people in the stands, unlike last year where there was essentially nobody in the stands. You're going to start seeing incrementally increased numbers of people that are allowed in the stands. 
Indoor is a bit different. You know, you made some proposals that are not unreasonable about as long as you get good ventilation, people masked and people may be segregated. And that doesn't seem like a bad idea of having places where people who are vaccinated could go. I think that would be not so bad. I wouldn't want to make a determination on that. I'd leave that to the CDC. But as we get further and further, week by week, month by month, as we get into the summer, I believe that you're going to start seeing a a rather significant uh, progression towards normality with regard to what sports can do, both indoors and outdoors. And there's so much more there. I asked him what vaccinated people can do, uh, certainly about eating indoors. I asked him, uh, do people who get the vaccine, are they going to have to be vaccinated again? Is this going to be like a flu shot? Um, I asked him about being prepared for another pandemic. I asked him about his history. As we all know, he was uh, at the very forefront of fighting uh, AIDS. We brought up Magic Johnson and Arthur Ashe. I mean, we had a a heck of a conversation. And please go check it out. Hit the subscribe button. That would mean a lot to me. Previous guests, Matthew McConaughey, Damon John of Shark Tank, Soledad O'Brien. She started her own business. Last week was Harlan Coben, the novelist. Next week, it's Gary Vee, who, as you know, has got a lot of uh, thoughts on the subject about getting started on something new. So um, please go check out my pod. I'd greatly appreciate that. Hit that subscribe button, too. Hour number three of The Rich Eisen Show, Bob Odenkirk, Mr. Better Call Saul, and a great new movie called Nobody. Michael Holly and you, Chris Brockman's news update and more coming up.